And Dave. I'm Ralph. I'm Dave. Dave, where are you right now and why? Am I coming in clear? I can hear you, sir, for now. I am in the comfort of my garage. I am smoking a cigar. I'm drinking bourbon. Um, I have finally fallen victim to COVID. He is not immune, it turns out. I And Ma, Molly likes to uh, rub that in, that I'm not immune. I mean, I thought I was immune till I had it. But I figure if I smoke a cigar, I drink more bourbon, I'll build up my tolerance again, uh, and then I'll be immune again. That's it just makes common works. sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I uh, taking tomorrow off just to rest and recuperate. Then I'll have the weekend, and on Monday I'll, I'll hit it hard again. Uh, your timing is, I think your timing's pretty good because you will be nowhere near needing to quarantine for the NFL draft one week from tonight. Yes. And that would be very depressing after, have we had two, I think you and I only had to miss one in person because we watched one in person. Was that last year? Yeah. We recorded and then watched it and we had, we had to watch commercials. So it was late and we couldn't get in the garage and all that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the and then the previous year I think was the year we were on. We had a Zoom Zoom party every night. Got to. Yep. That was our that was our my best. Ch- well, you you were a little drunky pants uh, that first awesome. night of the draft when we were via Zoom. But uh, Barry Crimson uh, hung out I think most more than anybody else on that. So it was pretty fun. Um, Me drunky pants that never happens. No, never. Uh, so. <laughs> You said you had a story from uh, Denver because you were. I I think I I told enough of my California trip from spring break last week when I was solo. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? How was your trip? Well, and first, great job by the way. Nice solo podcast. I listened to it while I was shaving the old dome of the face. So thanks, buddy. Done. It was my um, that that podcast was my proudest podcast moment of the week because guess what I did to Zach. On the, are you ready for this? Sorry, I don't, you know, I don't like to talk about our other podcasts, but it was Dominate Day to Day. We did a, we did a rebrand because we realized instead of giving advice, we just kind of got into the habit of just old man complaining about the world around us. So we changed, we, we, we were coming into a full rebranding. The new name (laughs) is, and that's what we think about that. And we hadn't recorded in a couple weeks. And Sunday, 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 Sunday. No, 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 no. It wasn't Sunday. It was it must have been. Si- no, it was Sunday. It was on Easter. And uh, we sit down to record, and I changed the microphone from solo to 
to to two people because I had recorded by myself on Thursday night when when uh, when you were wherever you were I can't remember and um, turns out that I had I had already set it back so on Sunday Zach and I recorded and I did to him what I did to you when we had Drew on which was yep. that the microphone was fully on me and poor Zach was silenced and it was our rebranding episode. very embarrassing not my proudest moment i gotta start getting used to what these little symbols are i must have checked the little symbol on there for this one to make sure that to make sure it's aiming you know at both of us Uh, i must have checked it just now like three times because i'm very paranoid now yeah you should really put like some masking tape on there so you know what's what i know so anyway i so thank you i i did uh have a good time doing that little solo one you know i love to talk to myself but anyway now i've interrupted you i appreciate the compliment tell me about uh tell me about your week yeah so this was two weeks ago uh me and molly visited friends we have out in aurora colorado um last august we took the boys there if you remember that yep uh escapade we had it was that was the first plane ride right yes yeah and so we not yours theirs yeah (laughs) <laughs> so we we planned to just me and Molly go because we were due for adult time away from kids. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And so we got to do all the things with no kids and no responsibilities. Sure. It was it was fantastic. We hit up a dispensary the first day. Uh, I was going to get a blunt. What's a dis- what's a dispensary? Uh, they sell weed products. Oh, OK. I've not. Edibles. I've... That's that's about as foreign to me as anything yeah. else. So I was going to get a blunt, which is a cigar filled with weed, basically. Okay. Uh, but Sounds I would have been the only one that had been smoking it. So instead, I got a little five-pack of little shorty joints. And you're allowed to bring those back, or you smoked them while you were there? I smoked them while I was there. There was one day I smoked a joint. I woke up. I smoked a joint. I went back to bed. It was amazing. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> I I don't get it. I have no interest in ever doing that. But I'm happy you enjoyed it. Yeah. So we we did all the things. They've got great restaurants, great food, great drinks, just great stuff all in general. It was it was great. Uh, and then we went on uh, Friday. I think it was Friday. We went to the home opener for the Rockies. Wow. And they've got a great setup. Uh, it's called McGregor Square. So it's a huge courtyard. And there's restaurants and bars that flank it, apartment buildings, and they've got a huge screen that they show the game. So you don't even have to go to the game to see the game. You can just go to McGregor Square. Hmm. Um, And I started drinking pretty early, you know, no kids, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they have a drink called a Grand Slam, which is purple. Obviously, that's their color. Sure. And a couple of those, a couple of vodka Red Bulls, a couple of beers. And then uh, we get to the stadium and they even have a row of seats that are colored purple to mark a mile high of elevation to show you exactly where oh, that's the mile funny. up is. And we were like three rows below that. So wow. we were up there. Wow. And then the sun was gradually coming towards us and it was finally on us. And by the eighth inning, I was like, babe, I got to go get some shade. I'm, I'm feeling warm. I'm feeling faint. I got I to gotta go down. 
the last thing I remember is putting my hand on the railing. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up on the steps. I've got people all around me. Oh, my gosh. I passed out in Coors Field on the steps. So my ankle is killing me uh, because I scraped it on the way down. My back is wet because some lady was pouring water down my back to try to wake me up. I got Molly on the side. What a jerk. I got two guys in front of me asking me all these questions. And uh, I'm I'm just trying to figure out what, what the hell happened. And then finally an EMT comes to check me out and ask how I'm doing and, and all this stuff. And he's finally like, are you okay enough to walk down? You know, we go to the concourse, we'll, we'll check you out, get you away from all these people. I'm like, yeah, I'm okay, let's do it. So I go walking down the steps finally, and I got people patting me on the leg. I got people clapping for me that I'm okay. And as I get down in front of our section, I take my hat and I tip it to everybody in our <laughs> section. <laughs> And they're like, yeah, he's okay. And then the guy checks me out. And this is the eighth inning, too, so the game is winding down. And I am white as a ghost. I have no color in my face. My lips are the same color as my face. I'm I'm just a mess. I'm pounding water. This lady gave me a water bottle. She's like, here, I just put liquid IV in it. I think you need it more than I do. Like, just the nicest people ever. What a nice lady. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and then they were going to get a wheelchair for me. <laughs> but we would have had to wait until all the people got their wheelchairs at the end of the game. I was last on the list. So I'm like, I think I'm okay enough to walk because uh, our friend Garth went and got the truck and brought it closer so I didn't have to walk so far. And then as you know, we're, we're waiting, I'm thinking to myself – if I was going to pass out, that's pretty much the best spot for it to happen. Because if I would have made it down to the concourse and passed out, nobody from my group would have saw me. And all these strangers would be like, who's this guy passing out? You know, <laughs> And then they have to try to figure out where Molly is or where my group is. Sure. If it would have happened when we got outside the stadium, there'd be no medical staff to help me. So they would have to probably call an ambulance to come get me. So... And then Garth comes around with the truck. We get in and we're like halfway back to their place and I'm feeling faint again. So I've got to lay down in the back seat on Molly's lap and I kind of mini pass out again. And my dumbass, I was eating peanuts, right? Didn't drink any water. It was all booze. So the booze the elevation the elevation the elevation no water and i probably got up a little too fast too cuz i i really sh- shot up when i i i'm going to go and yeah so it was it was an event it was a good time so we went back to their place i slept for like 3 hours i woke up and i was okay just had to sleep it off well that's a that's a harrowing tale my friend yeah, it I'm was. Glad you're okay. Yeah, I am too. It was my ankles finally healed. It was pretty swollen too. It was. Dude, you're it lucky was, it was your ankle that was swollen and not your face. I mean, you could have really, you could have really yeah. done yourself in. How did you end up? 
How did you avoid cracking cracking your head open? So my here's my theory. One guy said that he thought I was trying to go under the railing because I was hanging onto the railing. <laughs> so what I think happened was <clears throat> I grabbed onto the railing and I just slowly started slinking down. So I was hanging onto that railing. And then Garth saw me first. And he's like, I think Dave went down. And then Molly went came to my aid and asked if I was okay. And then that's when I just, my head went back, my eyes rolled back in my head and she caught my head in her hands. So yeah. Wow. It was, it was quite the event. Well, that's something. Glad you're okay. Yeah. And thank ho- you so much. And uh Holy week ended up okay. Yeah. Holy week was good. Busy she, for your uh, lady. She always, you know, it, pretty much every night she's at church of the week so and then thursday was actually her birthday too so it was uh yeah it was, it was quite an event your wife's birthday is during holy week and she's a pastor well it depends on the week sometimes yeah, close enough sometimes, still yeah. yeah yeah nice she's pretty holy apparently um so uh so a few things to talk about i'm assuming you have some news and notes from around the league a little bit Couple, yeah. Couple, um, couple things. Uh, I've got, so I did, um, I think you saw it in the chat, one of Beer Bad had a dispersal draft for a league that needed an owner, a Devi league. Uh, and I actually joined it and we did the dispersal draft yesterday. So I'm not going to take too long boring you with it, but I do have a nice, I think I've got a nice little scenario to run by you for that, that I, that I think sure. uh, is kind of a, kind of a fun one. Um, and then, uh, and, and a shout out for that also, because, uh, I, I met my match in this dispersal draft. Um, oh. yeah, it was, it was, right. it was pretty good. I'm not used to being bested. Um, and then my C to C draft is almost complete, or I should say at least my team is almost complete. There's other guys that still have a lot of spots to fill, but I am almost full so I can run down how things ended up there, uh, to see what you think. Maybe you could grade each position or something. Um, and then uh, I, th- I, th- I think the creme de la creme here, we got the draft in a week. And so I think we wanted to talk about uh, predictions for some of the top uh, top uh, potential fantasy studs. Um, where you, th- I don't know, where you think they'll go, where would you like them to go, that kind of stuff. Uh, I I find that I never do as much research as I intend to do on pretty much anything. Like I get up to the draft, it's like I don't know as much as I want to about anybody yeah. but the top guys. And the C to C draft, like boy, I really wanted to do more college research before I jumped into this. And then here we are, you know, which is bummer of a feeling. I just wish this was my job. I wish I could just research fantasy football all day long. But I have no I have no entrepreneurial spirit. But I do have a but I do have a little bit of a f- philosophical conversation we could have around um, how you view where players go in the NFL draft and what that does to their fantasy value that we can get to. Soon. Sure. So, and I actually I mocked the whole first round. Wow. <laughs> that see that's the kind of time that uh, when you've well, got COVID you got the time to do that I guess. I'll say not the whole first round. I have. Some teams that just went offensive line, so I just put O-line. <clears throat> Some teams, I think, are just going to go defense with a pick. I just put defense. But I do have some IDP players of significance that will be drafted. 
Uh, so I did add those in too in the first round. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I saw one. There's a couple guys that actually mock all seven rounds. Like they'll go <clears throat> and just blast it through like every pick, what all the teams need, the players available. And that's what I want to do eventually. I think that will be fantastic too, but ain't nobody got time for that. Again, that's that's if this is your moneymaker. And this is not my moneymaker. So. Yep. Um, I'm sitting on my moneymaker right uh, now. Uh, what do you want to what do you want to start with? You got news and notes you want to you want to go to? I mean, there's one yeah. probably one or two major ones here. Do you want to tackle the major ones and I'll get everything else? Well, I mean, the major one, I mean, I think the major one is Debo Samuel declaring he wants to be traded. And it seems like that isn't just smoke. It seems like, I mean, it kind of seems like that's going to end up happening is the vibe that I'm getting. I mean, he seems pretty, pretty done. Is it, is it because he doesn't want to play as much running back? He wants to just be a receiver. Is that what's happening? There's a lot of things that I've been reading that are, are at play um money is not the 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 big source of it uh the niners offered him 19 million a year he wants 25 a year he's not 25 he had one he had one good year last year i was gonna say i mean i understand wanting to cash in but 19 a year how long was that contract for that they were willing to pay him that i'm not sure what it was i mean if he's if he can get three years 19 million a year Goodness gracious, dude. Take it. Yep. Take it. You had one good year. Cash in. Plus, you couldn't stay healthy before this year. In fact, you couldn't stay healthy this year. Exactly. Yeah. So he had uh, one good year, and he thought he'd capitalize on it, and then they're calling his bluff. And now he wants to get traded to a team that's going to pay him. He's also, so on he a te- he's also on a team that will utilize him well. Like, he gets yeah. a lot of underneath stuff he can do after the catch. They play him so much at running back, and it's a team that doesn't have one dominant guy, but everybody who runs the ball behind that scheme does well. Like, he's perfectly set up to succeed. I mean, do you have faith that, I mean, if he goes to, depending on who he goes, I don't know, I think I saw one of the teams might, like the Jets. Do you have any faith in the Jets to use him to to the peak ability like the Niners do? I don't. Zero. Zero, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So some of these guys, it's kind of like Tyree Kill. Like, do I have any faith that the Dolphins will use Tyree Kill the way that the Chiefs did? No, not at all. So that hurts his value. So. Yeah. Um, Also, uh, he's from South Carolina. Went to college there. And he wants to be closer to home, like a little baby. You know, I want to be closer to home. Wham. I mean, it's just the entitlement there is is ridiculous. Yeah. Like it's, I, I'm I'm sick of it. And anybody who says he should come to Minnesota, I don't want him because he's got diva written all over him. We'll talk about a team that won't use him creatively. <laughs> well, with the new coach now, they they probably would. Yeah, we, you always you always think that, and then. I mean, he's coming from the Rams, so of course he's gonna he's gonna do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the trade request actually came more than a week ago too, um, but there's really been no trade talks at all with any team. So just hypothesizing. Yeah, and then there's other there's uh, 
AJ Brown, um, oh, Scary yeah. Terry threatens to hold you know, all, all those guys, you know, they are looking at getting bigger contracts now because all these wide receivers are cashing in. So they're uh, DK Metcalf too. So, I mean, it's like, they're not going to report to camp until they get a, a, a new contract. Right. And that's, I heard AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin was DK Metcalf. The other one. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds right. Yeah. It's... But there's still, there's still trade speculation on DK Metcalf with the Seahawks. So there, there may be a, a draft day trade with Metcalf going somewhere too. You just, you just don't know. It's very exciting. It's super exciting. And Baker Mayfield is still a Brown. Yeah. He's also a whiny baby. He is. Um, and I've seen the, you know, the, the Panthers were kicking the tires on him a little bit. It seems like that's where he'll end up. I just have this feeling. But any place he goes, uh, the Browns are going to have to pay a good chunk of his contract because the new team is not going to want to take out his $18 million all all on their own. So when did the he Browns get... are going to have to kick some in. When did he get that deal? Before his fifth? Is this his fifth year coming up? He was drafted, he was drafted at eighteen. Okay, so they picked up, so they didn't, yeah, they picked up his fifth-year yeah. option, gave him a deal, and then realized, uh, you bet. Yep. So, and I've been listening to NFL Network on uh, XM, and these guys are floating around all different kinds of possibilities where he could end up. Um, but I think what's going to happen is there's not going to be a draft day trade for him. I think the Browns are eventually going to have to just cut him because no one's going to want him. And I've also heard Ralph Sievert that <laughs> yes, every team, every team in the league hates the Browns right now for giving Deshaun Watson that full guaranteed contract. So they don't want to do any deals with the Browns right now. They're like they're blackballing the Browns because of the the deal they gave Deshaun Watson. That's going to totally yeah. screw up the quarterback market. So, I mean, a guarantee, a guaranteed deal like that is, it's ridiculous. Especially a guy coming off a suspension or not playing a whole year. And then is going to be suspended for six to eight games to start the year. So, um, (coughs) yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be fun to play out. Absolutely. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Cool. Any other uh, news and notes type stuff? Totally. Um, what was your favorite Miles Bo- Bob, Miles Boykin story from the Ravens? You mean like in his storied career? His heralded career. Yeah, I mean, I I uh, I was excited to draft the the tall kid coming into a team that needed receivers, and that didn't pan out. Nope. Is it three years? Is that how long he's been in the league or not that long? Yeah. I think it's been three years. So what happened yeah. with him? I haven't heard anything. Uh, the Steelers claimed him. Really? Yep. So that's uh, that's an interesting nugget. That's interesting. You know what? He's like Chase Claypool with no potential. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Hey, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Thanks. I just came um, up with it. You know, we're going to be talking about the draft coming up soon in predictions. The Packers have not used a first-round pick on a wide receiver, running back, or tight end since 2002. Yeah, Javon Walker. 
19 straight drafts is the longest streak by any team in the Comet era. Uh, and uh, now they don't need to because they signed... Come on. Sammy Watkins! Did you hear the, the breaking <laughs> news, though, that Sammy Watkins actually got injured signing the contract? Oh, a little, little wrist injury? Yeah, he broke his wrist. Well, so that's he's, too bad. Sammy Watkins' deal is for $4 million dollars. He will play four games, so he's going to make a million bucks a game. So, I mean, that's not too bad. That's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Uh, Mel Kuyper will not attend the draft because he's unvaccinated due to personal reasons. Uh, but he will appear from his home studio, in case you were wondering. You love Mel Kuyper. I can't stand that werewolf-looking <laughs> mf -er. You know, COVID is married to you very loose with the language. Yeah, and... Oh, no, Dave froze. Dave, you're frozen. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, everybody, this is, this is good stuff. So Dave is frozen. Okay, there you are, Dave. All right, we got gotcha. you. Can you see me now? Yeah, I can see you now. I can see you now. We got gotcha. you. All right. I had a weird little hiccup with a lost network connection. little so lost network connection, but he has solved yeah. the issue, yeah. and we are good to go. All right, what were you talking about before you froze? I was loosey-goosey with my language, and I apologize. Oh, yeah, you were loosey-goosey with your language. Frozen. That's okay. Yeah. I forgive you. Um, and then, yeah, I just have a couple quick things. Uh, the Bears... They are one of the oldest franchises in league history. They, their all-time single-season leader in passing yards is from 1995, Eric Kramer, with 3,800 yards. Every other team has been able to pass for 4,000 yards at least once. Wait, the Bears have never passed for 4,000 yards? No. That's pretty shocking. Isn't that nuts? That is nuts. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson called Bobby Wagner a week before his trade was announced to see if he could get Wagner to join him in Denver. You know what Bobby Wagner said? What? Nah, fam, my heart's in Seattle. <laughs> and then they cut him. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. Could you imagine him? Where do you, where do you end up? Where do you end up? The Rams? Yeah. Rams. Man, the Rams, I tell you. Okay. I tell you what. Uh, and uh, your Browns signed Denzel Ward to a big contract. I saw I that saw one. That. Huge contract. Yeah. Five-year, $100.5 million, 71 guaranteed. Uh, he's, do you want to guess how old he is? <laughs> I think he's only 24, 25. He's 24 years old. Yeah. He's the highest paid quarterback. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah. About history. Yeah, I mean, lock him up. Twenty-four years old. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. Um, and then Andy Reid said that he kept Mahomes and uh, Kelsey aware of the trade talks happening with Tyreek Hill since they were all so close. Andy Reid's—he's just a good guy. He is the walrus. Yeah, and then uh, one draft story for you. Uh, the 1993 draft, Virginia running back Terry Kirby 
he slid out of the first round and all the way to pick 78 in round three because of a report that said he was blind in his right eye. Was the only he? problem? The report was a complete lie, and he's not actually blind, and it cost him two million bucks. <laughs> wow, I got a real Bo Callahan situation going on. And that's and why didn't anybody go to his birthday party? <laughs> so I mean, back in '93, two million is a lot of money, you know. Now it's chump change. You know, it's just about time to watch draft day again. Now that I think about it. Vontae Mack, no matter what. No matter what. I may even watch that tomorrow on my day off, oh. to be honest with you. I like that plan, buddy. That's a good plan. Yeah. I'm full of good ones. You are. You're full of something. What you smoking over there? Oh, just one of my LaFincas. Oh, that's what started it all. Yeah, just one of my little classics that I used to yeah. buy in bulk before I started branching out because I got you hooked. Ooh, look I've at that. I've got the Perdomo 20th anniversary. 20th anniversary. Look at that. Nice. This has been in my humidor for months. It's really delicious. Awesome, buddy. Yeah, yeah. All right. Ready to move on? We're moving on. We're moving on. Um, my This dispersal draft. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So one of Beer Bad says, I got a league. Ralph comes running. And I just thought a dispersal draft with only one other guy sounded kind of fun. Now, the two teams were really rough. So here's the scenario I want to throw out to you. Are you ready? Let's hear it. Okay. Are you sure you're ready? Wait. <laughs> okay. Okay, now you are. All right. So this dispersal was me and one other guy. Excuse me. Guy's name is Mark. Uh, his handle's Mark something. I can't remember. But Mark's a heck of a drafter. Uh, I told him during the draft at one point, I think he's my spirit animal because I think he and I pretty much drafted the way the other one would. I think we had the same kind of priorities. Nice. Okay, but here's my question for you. So the, so it was Debbie, but not C to C. So there were Debbie players available. Uh, one of Beer Bad had originally told me that one of the abandoned teams was Cousin Eddie's, and I oh. thought, sweet, that's going to lead to some awesome uh, Debbie players, right? Yeah. And when I glanced at the team, I'm like, I see Bryce Young, I see DJU, I see you know, I see uh, Bijan, etc. Turns out the commish was a guy who took over commissioning for Eddie, and he took that team. Oh. And so one of I, so I had already committed, and one of Beer Bad had uh, pulled one over on me, and it was two uh, lesser teams. That's okay. So here's my question for you. This is a super flex, okay? Well. And the quarterbacks available, and I forgot the list in the house. So I'm going to try to remember. But the, the NFL quarterbacks available for this Superflex uh, dispersal, and it PPR, tight end premium, Superflex. Um, uh, oh, my gosh. Let me think here. Uh, 12 teams. Okay. So the, the, the NFL quarterbacks available for the dispersal were. You ready? Ready. Joe Burrow, Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Baker Mayfield, um... I think Geno Smith, you know, maybe one other guy along those lines. Okay. Yeah. So here's my question for you. Do you need to hear in this Superflex dispersal, do you need to hear any other non-quarterbacks that are available 
before deciding that Joe Burrow is the one one of this dispersal. Not at all. Is there any player that isn't a quarterback that would make you that would make you consider someone else? Well, I mean, if it's a tight end premium, I mean, maybe one of the stud young tight ends, but no, I, I mean, Burrow, I mean, he, that would be epic. Yeah. Right. So that's what I thought. I looked at this list and when the random, the random thing happened, I ended up getting the one, one and I thought, okay, I don't care who else there is. It's a super flex, and there are no other NFL quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield is the next closest thing, and he, we don't right. know where he's playing if he's going to start. Right. So Joe Burrow was an obvious 1-1. So I took Joe Burrow at 1-1. The, one, the, the next two picks that he got in a row were Jamar Chase, who I would say would be a guy oh. that, worth considering, but, sure. I, but I don't think you can take him over Joe Burrow as the only quarterback in a super flex. Nope. Um, and then he took C.J. Stroud as the second pick. Okay. Um, in the as the Debbie. Um, so that was the start, and then I came back with Caleb Williams now for USC, who's a superstar prospect. Um, and then, oh my gosh, I'm spacing. Who was the other guy? That, oh, and Najee Harris. I. I know he's a running back, but I thought he's going to have the most trade value. So he was the other guy I came back yeah, with. Totally. But it was a very, it was a very fun draft. We also had, um, you also had picks that would be freshmen and available and available college and NFL players draft one, two, one, five are available. All the 2023 picks. So there was a point where he double tapped the one, two and the one, five. And I said, drat. And yeah. then I double tapped both 2023 firsts right Good. after that. And he responded, that's exactly what I would have done. I said, well, yeah, you forced me into it. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty, uh, it's pretty good little draft. I think the one thing is it's a tight end premium. <clears throat> and I took all three of the tight ends that were worth taking. It was Higby. Gesicki and TJ Hawkinson actually. I think Hawkinson may have been in my uh, in my third little grouping of picks there because I just thought in the tight end premium that was too valuable. So I got all three of the tight ends worth taking. Um, but it was a it was a fun little dispersal. But I I I just was curious if there was anybody who would have made you consider. Let me ask you this. Okay, you got Joe Burrow. Is that there's not a college quarterback you would have considered over Joe Burrow, right? Because he's already shown it in the NFL, right? Even Bryce Young? I still would win Burrow. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I would too. It's just worth thinking about. Cool. Yeah. Although I think Pitts, I mean, I think Pitts in a tight end premium, I would have considered. Maybe Justin Jefferson with the Homer aspect of it. Because his first two years have been amazing. But uh, yeah, Burrow. Stellar. Do you, do you have Justin Jefferson over Jamar Chase, Dynasty rankings? I would, yeah. Really? Yep. I bet it's, I bet it's, uh, I bet it's few and far between people that wouldn't take Jamar Chase first. I bet he's, I think, I feel like he's, well, probably because he's teamed with the young quarterback would be the main reason. 
and plus he's more prevalent in people's minds with them going to the Super Bowl too, so that helps. Going to the Super Bowl, he also just had so many of those gigantic plays that like made your yeah. week with one play and everything else was gravy. I think it's hard for people to overlook that too. Indeed, but there are still a lot of JJ truthers out there too. So I think they're, you know, it's more of them being one A one B. Actually, I think that it's closer to them being one A one B, like flip a coin. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Um, cool. Uh, do you want to go? Oh, I got a, I got an offer today in uh, Devi Devolution or Devi Desolution, one of the two. They offered yep. me, offered me CMC for Mark Andrews. Nobody wants CMC except for you, apparently. <laughs> He's gonna help me. Well, I know you. Help. I mean, that was a that was a sweetheart deal you got. I mean, you're paying such future picks and Tony, who's yeah. probably not anything. But all right, I uh, did. Oh, I did get an offer in uh, Ring of Fire, um, which is our our big one, uh, and I, I won ours my league last year. Yep. After my amazing trade. And I, I want to keep it going. Sure. And, uh, Who wouldn't? This guy, this guy threw a bunch of picks at me for Connor and CD Lamb. CD's nuts, right? Yeah. He offered me 2022 first and second and third, 2023 first and second. Wow. For Connor and Lamb. But I said, listen, I want to run it back. It's going to be tough for me to run it back without lamb and Connor is going to be one of my top running backs too. So it's going to be tough. Now I did burn all my capital getting hit lamb and, uh, Mahomes did my big trade. So I want to keep those guys. I want to, I want to run it back. Well, yeah, you so, don't trade for lamb and then turn around and trade him for picks. That would be silly. Right. Yeah. And he understood, but, uh, I mean, the, the offer did give me pause, and if I would not have finished in the top of that league, I probably would have thought about it more, but I won the damn thing, and I want to win it again, so I'm not going to trade youth for a repeat, you know? Are we finally allowed to trade uh, 2023 picks in that league again? Or not, uh, not again, yeah, for the first time? because so, our, our trade went through, but in my league, there's guys that haven't even paid yet, so we don't even have picks assigned and that's really annoying. It is. It is annoying. But but we had to pay a year ahead of time, right? So this is paying for 2023 that people haven't done. Right. Right. Okay. Like everybody's got to pay for the whole thing to, to get going again. It also never ceases to amaze me. That league continues to have people whining and complaining about Max Philly fan and the and the membership fee that that he collects. Yeah. And it's like, you know what, you agreed to be in the league and you knew that was part of it. And now you want to complain, you want to say he's bringing in all this extra money. And it's like, get over it. Like he's and you, already, you already paid for it last year, so what's the big deal? He's trying to he's trying to form a community like a community and you right. agreed to do it and you paid it, and now you want to complain and act like he's being some sort of greedy SOB, and it's like it's just I mean, yeah, he's pulling a lot of extra money, but he's doing a lot of work to make this happen, too. 30, is it 32 leagues? Uh, or is it yeah. more than that? Uh, 32 12-team leagues. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a lot. And he is 
super quick in responding too. When someone's yeah. got a question for him, he is on it. It's like it seriously is a a part time job for him. So I am more than happy to pay him that extra ten bucks. I don't mind it. That's fine. He's doing a great job. And if ten dollars means that you're means that you're strapped for cash, you should be more. You should be more. Uh, you should not be joining fantasy football leagues. Like you if ten if ten dollars if ten dollars makes or breaks you, you're not in the right hobby. No. No. Truth. Uh, uh You want to talk? Uh, you want to talk NFL? NFL draft? Let's do it. You ready for this? I'm so I can't wait. I I love even though. You know, this this draft isn't as flashy. I was going to you know, say. Everyone's looking forward to next year when all the big names are coming out. But Night, night one is not going to be fantasy stud heavy. There's still some intrigue, though. Of I course. mean, there's the top three picks can go. You know, even the top pick, it's not even locked in. I mean, it can be one of three players still. All right, so I want to before you. So I think I want to hear your predictions, and if it's okay with you, I can kind of comment on those and what I what I would what I would like to happen. Um, because I didn't, admittedly, I the extra forty two minutes every school day is like slowly killing me. I am like not functioning on full capacity. Um, but uh. But let me run my my uh, my hype my kind of um, philosophical by you quick here. Sure. So when you when you have a when you have a college a player who's going to be drafted into the NFL, right? And it's a player you like, like let's say me with Garrett Wilson. Right. Uh, do you prefer? That they go to the great team, the great offense, the great quarterback, or do you prefer that they go to the team that isn't as good, where they will be the main guy, like peppered with targets? Like, for example, I don't know if this is where you're going to go with your prediction. Like, would you prefer Garrett, if you like Garrett Wilson, do you want him going to yeah. Atlanta where he's going to be a top target alongside Pitts and there's nobody else to throw to? Or do you want him going to a place like the uh, like the Chiefs where, where Mahomes is so good, spreads the ball around, he's yeah. not going to be maybe the top target. I mean, I guess he could be the second target right now that, that Tyreek's gone. Um, or it could be the same with a running back. Like, would you prefer that Brees Hall goes to a team – like the uh i guess i'll just keep using the chiefs do you prefer he goes to the chiefs where it's just a great offense lots of opportunity all that kind of stuff or do you prefer he goes to a team like the texans where they are going to give him 300 carries and really use him and abuse him and make him a fantasy stud right away what are your thoughts on what you prefer or does it depend on the guy depend on the situation what are you thinking well I mean, it always depends on the situation, but if I have a wide receiver coming out, um, and if he's going to be drafted in the first round and they're spending draft capital on, they're going to use him. But I don't want him to go to the Chiefs and get buried. You know, I want him to go to a team where he's hopefully going to be written in as a number one guy, and he's going to uh, be the guy that's going to get peppered with targets. Uh, and you think they're he's going to go to a team? 
uh, that might not be as good. So they'll be playing from behind. So there's going to be some garbage time points there too, which I like. It's not bad. And then as he gets better and progresses in his career, you know, they'll surround him with other players to help take the, the edge off him. So the first year, yeah, say he goes to the Jets, right? And they pepper him and pepper him and pepper him every every game. He gets 10 targets, eight catches a game, right? And he's, you know, in the top 12, let's just say, of wide receivers, just hypothetically, right? And the next year they realize, hey, maybe we should give him more help. Let's draft another wide receiver. Let's trade for another wide receiver. Let's sign it for agent. Let's get our young guy some help to take the load off. The next year, he's more solidified as, you know, maybe a top 10 wide receiver. So he's just going to keep getting better because they recognize they just going to need some help. So I would rather him go to not as good of a team, get peppered right away, and then build around him if they see the potential in him. Interesting. Yep. I, I think... I think I I think I feel the I think I feel the opposite. I think we have yeah. a good old fashioned debate here. I, I think I want my favorite guys to go to the best team with the best coach, the best scheme, the best quarterback, the best line, and they may begin buried, but when they get opportunities, they're going to be higher quality. Yep. And I would rather have fewer high quality opportunities. Like I feel like I. This is just off the cuff. I feel like I would rather have Brees Hall getting. I think I would rather have Brees Hall getting 12 to 15 touches a game for the Chiefs than getting 18 to 20 touches for the Texans. That may be crazy, okay. but I think that's what my gut says. And I and I do also feel strongly that. I mean, I know if you've got a top wide receiver and they're the only guy, they're going to get peppered with targets. And if they're good, then they're going to get the best coverage and they're going to have to beat the best coverage. But I don't like the idea of my favorite guy going against the best, the other team, like the other team being able to just focus on them, key on them, dwell on them. I want there to be some, I want there to be other weapons to take the, to take the uh, pressure off. And That's I can't, fair. and I cannot think of any real life examples where this thought process has ever really worked out for me. I feel like I've, I feel like I've had situations where a guy has gotten buried that I really liked in that exact situation. I, I'm saying right now that I prefer, and I feel like there's been situations where there's a guy I like, and they're the only guy they get peppered, and I'm just not thinking of it right now. But I don't know. I, th- I feel like that's what my gut says. Sure. No, I mean, it, it goes both ways. It's all just a matter of preference. But if I'm going to spend a first-round pick on a wide receiver, you know, with my 1-3-1-4-1-5, I'm going to want to make sure that he's going to deliver for me, and I don't want to keep him on my bench. I want to I want to use him, you know? I, I think the other thing to that we should all remember, too, though, is that I, I have a list... I go off of and and admittedly I use the my starting point is always the dynasty nerds rank rookie rankings yeah. but I always use those rankings pre landing spot as my starting point 
And then during the draft, I jot down when they're taken and who they're taken by. And I kind of mark if that helps or hurts where they're at. But I, but I try really hard not to get too hung up on landing spot because I just keep thinking of situations like AJ Brown going to a team that wanted to run the ball where he was, you know, quote unquote buried or not going to get targeted and his talent showed through and he made it to the end of the first beginning of the second in some leagues in that, that year. Um, I also think back to running backs who were supposed to have all the opportunity in the world. Like what would be a good example? Monte ball, you know, back, back in the, back in those days, he was supposed to come in and be the stud and be run all over the place. And he was terrible. And, and so I think that uh, opportunity can maybe bite you more often than not. I think you should probably go on talent and figure the cream rises to the top. I yeah, think, uh, totally. yeah, I think that's in my opinion. Anyway, so I would love to hear what you think is going to happen. Yeah, I mean, here's how I think the first round is going to play out. Now, again, I'm just a peon with a podcast. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, but I have seven wide receivers going to the first round. I have three quarterbacks going in the first round. Is that right? Wood. While you're checking that, here's the other thing. I think there are also going to be teams where any offensive player goes to the Chiefs, we're going to love it. Yep. Any offensive player goes to the, you know, Jets, I guess, is the quick, easy example, and we're going to not be, you know, not be sure about it. Uh, And so (laughs) I think it's pretty easy to say what you predict, but, like, any any first-round wide receiver going, you know, if, if the if the chiefs actually take a wide receiver at the end of the first, it, we're all going to love that. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Uh, no matter who they are, probably. Well, stay tuned because I do have the chiefs taking. A wide I receiver. figured you did. And I can't wait. Yep. Um, so with the first pick, I have Jacksonville taking Aiden Hutchinson. Okay. For Michigan. It's probably their um, smart move for them. Yeah. And then I've got Detroit taking Trevon Walker from Georgia, defensive lineman. Are those your top two IDP picks this year? Yeah. I mean, they have well, to. I like, I like, uh, I like Kayvon Thibodeau, too, out of Oregon. Sure. But in looking at all these mock drafts, because I looked at a ton, and I see Thibodeau going anywhere from first to, like, eighth or ninth. So he's all over the place. Uh, but Hutchinson and Walker have been the – you know, the, the pretty standard one-two guys. The only thing about Hutchinson is he was a senior, right? So he's slightly older coming out. Maybe he's think. got some miles on him, but I mean it's he's still a stud though. I know, but if you're but if you're uh but if you're decide I mean if you're deciding between those top two IDP guys, you might lean the guy who's a year, you know, a year year and a half younger. I don't know. If you're it's if what, you're just what, splitting what? hairs. Sure. Yeah, right. which, which you're doing, and I love you for it. Um, and then Houston, you know, they've got two picks in the first round, right? Um, so I think they're going to go with Sauce Gardner out of Cincy, the cornerback. I'm on Gardner at three, and then they're going to address offense later on in the draft. Okay. So that's just my my bold prediction. That's what they should do. And then I have the, I have the Jets going with Thibodeau okay. at four. Okay. 
Yeah, because so you know Salah. I mean, you know Salah wants to get that defense yeah. continuing to be. I mean, he wants that to be a strong suit. Exactly, um, and then so with the run in defense, that's going to push because there's a lot of good offensive linemen in the draft too uh, to start out. So that's going to push down the linemen also. Uh, and I have the Giants going with the first lineman, Smart. offensive lineman, yep, to help out Danny Dimes and help out Barkley. I'm not predicting who it's going to be because I'm not a good offensive lineman mind. Sure. Um, but then I have Carolina going with Malik Willis. Really? Know. Yep. Carolina with Willis, what's that, seven? Is that what you said, one seven? That's six. That's six? Wow. Yeah, they got six. Okay. Um, I think they're they're gonna balk at getting Mayfield because um, honestly, when you look at it, Mayfield and Darnold, they both came out of the same draft. They're pretty much the same quarterback if you look at them. I can you see know? that. So I think they're gonna want to go with Willis and, and shake it up a little bit and see uh, what he can do. Well, Willis is kind of. Uh, I mean, it seems like Willis might be kind of a uh, a rich man's PJ Walker almost. Plus, he had a really good pro day that is, is going to really help his draft stock because everybody was singing his pro day praises. So this is also the, really I mean, this is also the right this is the right year to come out for him, too, because goodness gracious, right. he's not I mean, there's this is not a quarterback draft. So for him, I mean, he's laughing all the way to the bank. Yeah. And when you look at all the quarterbacks that are like the first five quarterbacks that are going to go. If you look three or four years down the line, are any of them going to be a starter in the NFL? Probably maybe one at best. One of them, one of them will come out being good. You're just not sure. Right. Exactly. So I've got uh, Willis going six and then I got the giants. So they pick five and seven. So I have them going with Trent McDuffie cornerback and I went back and forth between him and uh, Derek Stingley out of LSU I was going to say he's he's getting some high praise right now but he's got some injury concerns I hear so I think they're going to go with McDuffie I saw a comparison with he he and uh, Stefan Gilmore saw that um, on some today yeah Um, and then I think Atlanta uh, they're going to go offensive line I think they're going to try to beef up the O-line. Uh, I don't think they're going to go with any kind of, uh, you know, wide receiver running or quarterback yet. I mean, that's the better um, long, that's the better long play for them. I mean, no. I, I've heard a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, heat building up on Garrett Wilson to the, to the Falcons. And it, that's, sure. I think you gotta, you gotta, I mean, you build from the inside out and, the team's not going to be. I mean, you got to get that line built up. So yeah, yeah. I mean, they're exactly. going to have high. They're going to have high picks for the next couple of years. I don't think they need to worry too much about it. It's true. It's true. And for Seattle, they're my only question mark because I have no idea what the heck Seattle's going to do. They they are the biggest wild card. I think um, they could trade down. They could trade up. I what mean, are, so do, what are they at? They nine? They're at nine. Seattle is. I mean, would it surprise you if they took Brees Hall at nine? No, it that, I mean that would be if they took him at nine, he would be the one one for sure. Well, right hands down. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> don't you kind of feel like I mean, what would who who would take Brees Hall that he wouldn't be the one one? I mean, 
I'm starting to I'm starting to feel like that's kind of the assumed one one. Well, in, depends. In rookie I mean, if if any of the other running backs go before Reese Hall, does that change anything? If if Walker goes before Hall, oh, I I I'm not convinced on Walker, but that's just that's just me. I mean, there's teams that love Walker, so it, it's. It all depends on their landing spot too with running backs. If you know? Kenneth Walker's landing spot led to if if Kenneth if I'm in a if I'm in a I mean I I don't think you can just I mean this is a year where I don't think in a super flex you can justify a quarterback at one one it's not automatic at least right. I think that wouldn't be the smart play because none of these guys are guaranteed there's no Trevor Lawrence in this um in this draft but I think if somebody were to if the Kenneth Walker landing spot versus the Brees Hall landing spot got somebody to take Kenneth Walker first and Brees Hall fell to me, like let's say I'm at 1-2 and I get Brees Hall because somebody loves Kenneth Walker that much, I would be yeah. skipping all the way to the podium. Sure. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that was 9 Seattle is my question mark at 10 Jets, I've got my first wide receiver. It's going to be Jamison Williams. Wow, to the Jets, huh? Yep. They can wait for him to heal up. Yep, they, they're in no hurry to get better. Uh, they can definitely wait for him to, to heal up. Do you realize how good Jamison Williams was before he got hurt? Before he got hurt? I yeah, mean, he was, he was what's out. what's the what's the uh, what's the wide receiver award? Is that the that's the is that the Blitnikoff? Maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, he was basically a shoe in. I was yeah. watching. I was watching. Um, uh, I was watching. Uh, I, I just wanted to watch some Bryce Young tape just to make me uh, just to make me feel happy. So I was watching some Bryce Young highlights, and I swear to God, every time. I mean, he must have thrown ninety touchdowns to Jamison Williams every single touchdown. That's an That's an exaggeration. It's yeah, that's an exaggeration, but like it seemed like every single time it was Jamison Williams, Jamison Williams, Jamison yeah. Williams just running free like he's so good so i mean if i have a team in one of my leagues where i'm not competing and i want to get you know jameson williams with that pick i'd be happy taking him and and let him heal up and and see what he can do yeah totally i mean you know he's not my top wide receiver but he does he is amazing yeah i have your top wide receiver going next to washington garrett wilson is going to team up with Scary Terry to have an Ohio State combo in Washington. Hey, you know, so the, some of these some of these NFL teams love drafting Buckeyes, and those Washington Redskins love Buckeyes. They got Chase Young. They got Samuel. Terry McLaurin. Yep. Oh, yeah, they have Samuel. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Wow, I beat you two one year. You did. Because, you know, he Weird. went to the Ohio State University, Curtis Samuel. He did. He did. He did. He did. Single-handedly beat uh, Michigan so, one year. What's that? Single-handedly beat Michigan one year. With this hand. Yeah, that one. Yep. <laughs> All right. I, uh, I don't. So I don't now, hate that. I, I'm okay with that because they'll end up with a quarterback next year. Next year. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then it's go time. Um, okay. So now at twelve, we have my Minnesota Vikings. And this, for me, is like a best-case scenario, is them getting Stingley from LSU quarterback. I think that would be amazing. Patrick Peterson is another year older. He's lost a step. 
what a great way to learn defense than from Patrick Peterson. Stingley's a corner, right? He's a corner, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then at 13, we have Houston again. Okay. And uh, Who did they, they take the first time around? What's that? Did they go O-line the first time around? Uh, no, they went cornerback with Sasko. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. So they're going to go Traylon Burks is going to wow. be their pick. Okay. Yep. Interesting. Out of Arkansas. Okay. Uh, so then Baltimore and Philly are next at 14-15. I'm predicting they're both going to go O-line. Who is that? Philly and who? And Baltimore. And Baltimore. Okay. 14-15. Uh, yeah, Baltimore's Baltimore's to, line needs to get beef back up a little bit. Yeah, and Philly needs help all over the place. Um, I think it was was it to dog in our chat. I think it uh, was. Hold on. The bold prediction bug bit to dog right on the butt. Yeah, he said Philly goes defense with their first four. No, that was one of your bad. Uh, Philly goes defense with first four picks. Okay, I thought it was to dog. Uh, one of beer bad. You're getting think, you're getting bold too there, buddy. But I, I think they'll address O line because uh, again, great draft for O line in the first round. Sure. Uh, and then Nolens Saints are on the clock. They're going to go the other Ohio State wide receiver. They're going to go Olave. New Orleans is okay. Yeah. Uh, he's going to help take the heat off of a hopefully. Hopefully, fresh Michael Thomas. That's another team that loves Buckeyes. Could you imagine both of those guys hitting with Jamison uh, thrown to him? That'd be pretty fun. That would, and Kamar, I mean, that would be a fun offense. Because you to know watch. who loves to sling that ball. So much fun. The problem is without Sean Payton, nobody really knows what that team's going to look like. It was right. so it was so easy to predict that they would be like such a creative and and interesting and and high-powered offense for so long and now nobody really knows what to expect yeah but again that's if winston stays healthy true you know if he takes care of those yips and throwing all those interceptions so there's a lot of ifs he is pretty yippy you know uh so that's halfway point of the first round i've got the clippers of los angeles going o-line uh i tinkered with them going wide receiver uh, but I figured with Keenan and uh, newly paid, he got a lot of money, Williams. So I think they're going to go all line as well. And Josh Palmer, sleeper sleeper of the year. Oh, of course. And Eckler, too. So can't oh, yeah. sleep on Eckler. Oh, yeah, him. Uh, and then Philly uh, is at 18. And they're going to continue their streak of taking a wide receiver in the first round. Okay. So they need a big body wide receiver. They're going to go with uh, London. They're going to go drag London out of USC. Okay. Interesting. So they're going to give Hertz uh, a big body to throw to. That might be the team. That might be the worst wide receiver destination in the league. Philadelphia. True, but they keep drafting them. And they're going to hit eventually. I guess. I actually have, hold on. I found something on the interwebs. Where is it? Jalen Rager. Ready for this? I'm ready. He, he has a career high of 57 yards in a game. 
Justin Jefferson has surpassed that 26 times in 33 games. Wow. <laughs> so they got a hit on a wide receiver eventually. Yeah, Rager's really bad. That's crazy. So maybe it's going to be London. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So then I've got New Orleans back at 19, and they're going to go O-line. Okay? Yep. And then at 20, I have the next quarterback going off the board, and that's Pittsburgh at number 20. And they're taking Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett yeah. out of Pitt. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Small hands. I mean, it feels Magoo. inevitable. Um, yeah, I think they're going to keep him at Pitt. And then New England is up at 21, and they're going to go linebacker. Hear me out. Okay. Their linebackers are getting old, right? Uh, they lost Vanoy, right? They cut him. They cut Vanoy. Yep. Uh, so they're going to get Devin Lloyd out of Utah. Okay. I don't know if you know much about Devin Lloyd, but he's a tackling machine. And I think he's going to be a good fit under uh, under Belichick. Because Judon, I mean, I guess Judon is kind of a defensive end linebacker hybrid. But Judon is... But isn't Judon also kind of sneaky old? Isn't he 30? You yeah, he's th- up there. He's I, been around for I mean, a I think of him as being younger, but he's not really. Yep. Uh, so that's New England taking linebacker, the first linebacker off the board. Okay. Is a Utah linebacker. Next, we have the Green Bay Packers. Get excited. They are taking a wide receiver with their number 22 pick. Okay. It's going to be Jahan Dotson out of Penn State. Okay. Yep. Uh, I heard so he... I, 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 heard I he... look at all the... I, I heard he has the best hands in this draft, that he catches everything that's thrown to him. So with an accurate guy like Rodgers, that could be pretty fun. Rodgers is going to love him. Yes. Yeah. So I think they go off to Schneid. What was it? 2002, the last time they took a wide receiver, running back or tight end. I think they, they break it this year. Okay. Uh, what's next? Uh, Arizona Cardinals. With this one, I went with a homer pick. I don't know much about the Cardinals, um, but I have them going D-line. They're taking a gopher. Really? D-lineman, uh, Boye Mafe, uh, was a stud for the gophers, and he's projected to be a first-rounder. Uh, and I figure Arizona could use him up on defense. Fair enough. So, Boye Mafe going Arizona. Uh, Dallas is next with pick 24. And they will address the offensive line as well. Okay. Because Zach needs some help. And they got to get some blocking for uh, for Zeke. And they go to Buffalo. I think you mispronou- I think you mispronounced Pollard, actually. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Pollard. My bad. <laughs> Zeke Pollard, whatever. Uh, and Buffalo, Buffalo's at 25. They, along with Seattle, were my hardest ones to figure out. And I didn't want to put a question mark for Buffalo. Okay. Um, And so I went, uh, quarterbacks have been taken three, uh, two are off the board so far. No, three are. Um, So I have them going with Kyle Hamilton out of Notre Dame as safety. 
shoring up that uh, the secondary in the defense for Buffalo. And he has been projected going anywhere in the top 10, you know, down to like uh, Green Bay or Kansas City at the end of the first round. So um, I'll have him go to Buffalo. Okay. He's a bill. <laughs> um, Tennessee is next. And I, again, not much about Tennessee. They're going to address the O-line. I hear they like to run the ball there. They do. It, so that'll help. Um, and then Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Kansas City are all next at 27, 28, 29. They'll do something in defense. I don't think Green Bay is going to go back-to-back um, wide receiver. No, they get crazy gotta, once. They won't they've get crazy. Got to address, they've got to address the defense because they lost some guys. Yep. Um, so maybe a linebacker, maybe defensive line, something, maybe secondary. I don't know. Uh, but they need help on defense. Uh, same with Kansas City, uh, because they've been shredded a few times on defense too. So they may short up. Now Kansas City, the Chiefs, they've got picks twenty nine and thirty. Oh, I love that the Chiefs have two in a row. That is and, juicy. And I had alluded to them taking a wide receiver in the first round at thirty. And they're going to take. I, I don't want to give it. I'm, I'm giving away now, but. Sky Moore out of Western Michigan. I don't know much about Sky Moore. What do you know about him? He, he catches everything. Okay. Ralph. He is a, he's a gamer. He's a baller. Playmaker, he's shot a, caller? He's a playmaker, shot caller. He is a bona fide stud. Is he a big guy? Is he a speed guy? I think he's more of a speed guy. Okay. Yeah. A little, so, little bit of I mean, a Tyree kill light. Yeah, you put him in with that offense, it's going to be a maze balls. Okay. Yep. Uh, so now, okay. So, oh, sorry. Can I, can I ask this now, or am I? I mean, you're almost at the end. So, so how does Sky Moore going to the Chiefs? If that happens, who does he jump on the other wide receivers? Because this is how excited people get when they see somebody going to the Chiefs. So, does he? Who's he jump? Because uh, I think. I because think, I think. I ju- think he's- Sorry, go ahead. He's going to jump Hardman. I think he'll jump Hardman. No, 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 sure. no. I mean, no. I mean on the other rookie and, and rookie drafts in terms of the rookie wide receivers. Like, who will he jump in terms of uh, Wilson, Burks, Dotson, uh, uh, London? Like, will he jump any of those guys because he's going to be with Mahomes? You know, it's it's all going to be about preference. I mean, it's possible he could jump London because Philly, I mean, they like to run the ball a lot. I think he could um, jump London, absolutely. I mean, it's possible he could even jump Burks because with that offense in uh, in uh, in Houston, you just don't know what to expect. Well, and I don't trust I don't trust Burks anyway. I have no like interest Burks. in Burks. I got a I real. I get a real. A lot uh, of compared him to Debo coming I, I, out. Burks. Yeah. I don't know. I get. I'm getting a. I get a very like. Um, granted, this is not. I, I have not done a ton. Of, I, I get a very like. Uh, like Doriel Green Beckham kind of a feeling. Like this oh, big sure. athletic speed guy or Metcalf. Metcalf had been good. He's not looking yeah. as good recently. But like when Metcalf was coming out, I was very suspicious. Like it just something didn't feel right about how good he might sure. be. And that's how yeah. I feel about Burks. Okay, um, that's fine. 
But I feel like, I mean, I Sky Moore could, I mean, there could be people really in love with him going to Kansas City and all of a sudden he's up there. But it, but if, okay, so again, if with Jamison Williams' injury and Sky Moore going to the Chiefs, if Sky Moore jumps, jumps up and somebody's so excited about that and it allows me to get Jamison Williams, again, I am skipping to the podium. Do it. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, and then at 31, I've got Cincy going defense. I mean, their offense is is awesome. They've got a good defense, but they could always use more help on defense. And is that do, is the offensive line is the top offensive line talent? Like at this point, it would be reaching yeah. for offensive line because the top guys would have already gone. I mean, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight offensive linemen going already. Because I would think if they were picking earlier, that's what they would prefer to keep Burrow yep. protected, get Mixon some running room. But, um, but yeah, you're right. They'll probably try to address that later if they can. And then we've got Detroit at 32. They got that pick from the Rams. Sure. Yep. And so I'm going to have them going with Coral, quarterback out Old Miss. Interesting. Their QB of the future. Uh, somebody in this C to C startup paid like $700 of their $10,000 budget on Matt Coral. There was a bidding war on Matt Coral. I bet. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people like him. I guess. I guess. A lot of people like him. So then what I did in rounds two, three, four, and five, I just highlighted some quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends where I think they may go in those rounds. Are there tight ends? Are there any tight ends in this draft that have a chance to really be a fantasy producer within the next few years? You know, I've seen a couple tight ends in mocks go in the second round. But um, but even but even a tight end going in the second round of the NFL draft does not mean they have any potential to be like no, a fantasy no, no. star. And that's part of the reason I was so bullish on Pitts last year because it does not happen very often that a guy comes out that that you can feel so confident will be a fantasy star. Right. And we all know that tight end is, as offensive skill positions go, is the toughest to pick up because you've got blocking schemes to know and then you got to catch the ball, all that stuff. So it takes a while. Pitts is an exception. You know, it takes a few years for a tight end to break out. Pitts, you know? al- Pitts also is, I mean, he's treated like a gigantic receiver. I mean, what? I mean, what percentage of the time is he blocking? It can't be very high. No, not at all. They know that's not what they want him for. They want him to be a mismatch freak. You know, oh, they can just too, you know playmaker. too too big for the defensive backs and too fast for the linebackers. That's what they, that's what he is. Yeah, I remember one. Uh, one pass Pitts had from Ryan just blew by somebody wide open. He dropped it. Yeah, I remember that. And it was like, God damn, if you would have caught that, that would have been electric. Yeah, but then he had a one-handed catch on the sideline like two plays later. That was the right. – That was the. I think there was, the, there was a London game, I think. And that's yeah. – so I was watching – yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is me just spitballing through the rest of the I enjoyed rounds. it. You ready? I enjoyed the first round very much, I gotta tell you. Oh, 
Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so I've got Seattle taking Desmond Ritter out okay. of Cincy QB. Sure. They got to try something. Yep. They're not starting Drew Locke. And then, and then also in the second round, I've got Atlanta taking Sam Howell. Ooh, I like that. There's going to be a mini quarterback run. Um, obviously, they round up the top four of quarterbacks. I've got, um, what's his nuts? Carson Strong. He's going to go a little bit later. I like that for Sam Howell because that's, I mean, he, he'll, if, if he went to Atlanta, he'd get a chance to start this year, I think. They're not going to, I mean, if that team is horrible and they're already out of everything anyway, they're not going to let Mariota keep sucking it up back there. And, yep. and Sam Howell, after this past season wasn't super great, but the year before, I mean, he was, he, he was being talked about like he could, could have been the 1-1 this year. And then yeah, he like fell exactly. completely off. So I, I would like him getting a chance. Yeah, totally. there's a little little too many Baker comparisons though. That does make me nervous. But well, he's got a chance to show people that he's not anywhere near Baker. So we'll see what happens. True. Also, in the second round, I've got Buffalo. Sorry, I've got drop my cigar. Buffalo taking Brees Hall. Uh, yep, that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Because between Singletary and Moss, I mean, they just haven't got it right at running back. They could cut Moss. He's garbage. You know, have Singletary be a backup, have Brees Hall be the guy. I think that would solve a lot of problems at running back for him. I mean, he makes the most sense uh, to go into going Also, <laughs> that means that Allen doesn't have to do as many scripted runs and risk being injured, he can just sling it like the gunslinger is. So and now that and now that we've win. and he's developed so much as a passer that we don't hate that as much too, because his fantasy exactly. his fantasy value can actually can actually rely on his arm, which is nice. Yep, limit those runs, um, and uh, you know, stay in the pocket, and uh, you know, hit hit digs on an out route, hit uh, Gabe Davis on a go route. I think it's going to be fantastic. Sure. I like it. Um, And then I've got another wide receiver darling that people are talking about. Christian Watson out of North Dakota state. Sure. People are in love with him. Um, There's one team in particular that needs help at the wide receiver position. And all they have is Darnell Mooney. So Watson going to the bears in the second round seems like a good idea to me. I like that a lot. Well, that's a fun one for sure. Um, and then I've got uh, Green Bay in the second round taking another wide receiver. They're going to go Mechie, John Mechie out of Alabama. Oh, sure. Yep. So they're going to yeah, get some more help at because all they have. What do they have? Cobb and they have Lazard. And neither and one. Of, and those, I mean, those guys are literally nothing they have to completely revamp losing losing Adams was and all those wide receivers they've got a lot of miles too yeah so well Lazard not so much but Cobb I mean he's what 50 by now I think he's 50 I think his 50th birthday was this past week yeah uh, they had a big party a lot of people went to his birthday party hey Randall hey Randall did anyone come to your birthday party um and then I, I may have been a bit overzealous because I, I just realized that I had Casey taking a wide receiver already. 
But I figured, why not? Let's do one more. Let's take George Pickens out of Georgia. <laughs> okay. You can never have too many wide receivers, no, right? Oh, why not? That's, so a, that's that, a re- that may be a garbage uh, no, pick that, for me. No, that would be a very yeah. good Pickens for them. <laughs> I see what you did there. Ah, done. Thank you. Um, so now I've got Houston in the third round, right? They've got a cornerback with Gardner. They got their wide receiver with Burks. I'm going to have them pick in Walker, running back out of Michigan State. Who's that, Houston? The Texans. Okay. Yep. Um, and then also in the third round, I've got Chicago taking Isaiah Spiller, running back out of Texas A&M. Uh, because, I mean, how happy are we with Singletary right now? You know, he's hit or miss. Um, so just to add another... Uh, Wait a minute. You meant, Did you mean Montgomery? Montgomery, sorry, yeah. Okay. I was looking at the Bills. Yeah. It's okay. And then I have the running back train keep going with Atlanta taking Damian Pierce out of Florida. Okay. Because they can't have Patterson at running back the whole time. No, can't they're happen. they're going to need him to play some receiver. Yeah, they, <laughs> they need him a receiver. So I've heard a lot of good things about Pierce out of Florida. Um, so I think he'd, uh, he'd be welcomed in the third round. I mean, I mean you can't complain about I that. I mean, let's be honest. Atlanta's top... Uh, running back is Marcus Mariota. So, exactly, exactly. Uh, also, the third round, I've got a couple tight ends, a couple wide receivers going. I've got Trey McBride, who's the top tight end out of Colorado State. I've got him going to Jacksonville. Hmm. Because they've got a they've got a ton of wide receivers there. So they need help. So what does that what does that say about Evan Ingram then? Because Jacksonville is Evan oh, Ingram. Sure. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. So I feel Good like call. that wouldn't be a target for them because I think they're gonna see if Evan Ingram they're gonna kick kick the tires as they say. There's one miss for me. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, they also have Dan Arnold, you know. Right. Speaking of Evan Ingram, I've got the Giants taking a tight end. See what I did there? Uh, Greg Dulcich out of UCLA is another uh, guy being kicked around as a a top tight end in the draft. Nice. So they'll need help again getting rid of Ingram. Uh, They don't have Rudolph anymore, so I don't really know who they have at tight end there now. Honestly, I have no idea. No, so why not bring a rookie in? May as well. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. and then I've got three wide receivers going in the third round as well. I've got Detroit, who had great success in the fourth round last year, taking the Sun God, Amon Ross St. Brown. They're going to take Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. Okay. I've got Tennessee getting wide receiver help, getting David Bell from Purdue. Man, he really, uh, he really fell off. He was the yeah. talk of the town there for a while. I mean, he could sneak into the second round, uh, but he's not going to make it past the third round. Right. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Uh, and then Dallas, they also need some wide receiver help since they got rid of your favorite, Amari Cooper. Amari Crapper, I should say. Uh, so I've got Jalen Tolbert out of South Alabama. Uh, guess who I took uh, at wide receiver in the dispersal draft? Did you take Cooper? I took Amari Cooper. 
He was the best Bad option. Boy. He was the best option, and I just and I just thought, you know what? If if he meshes with Watson, and starts going oh, off yeah. early, getting peppered with targets, I can flip him for something nice. Hey, we got to. Hey, we're about we're about to run out of time. We got to take a quick break, and then we can come back. You can finish, and then I can quickly give you my roster for the C to C. So we'll be back. So we'll be back in. Two and two, baby. Uh, Dave, you were just listening to all the things that make you or that are making you feel better with your little vid situation. You know what else helps? Tribe Called Quest. Tribe Called Quest. Avi. All right, what else you got? You want to wrap this up? I, you know, I love Q-Tip. He is one of my favorite rappers, whatever he is. His vibrant thing and breathing stop. I can listen to those back to back. Vibrant thing. Uh. Vibrant thing. Oh vibrant God, thing. So uh. Uh. Agreed. He's got. He's got such a unique voice. It's unmistakable. You want a little more? On, it's like. You want a little you know, more? It's you want a little more? All right, buddy. It's getting close to my bedtime. What else you got for the draft? All right. So I've got, now we're going to the fourth round. So a lot of these guys are guys I've seen doing Debbie drafts, right? These are names that have popped up. Sure. I'm familiar with them with Debbie's. um, And so I'm kind of just trying to fit fourth round needs with teams. In my mind, these are what the teams need. Okay. Um, so I've got the Jets taking Kyron Williams, running back out of Notre Dame. Okay. Okay. Just killing all my Michael Carter shares. Yep. I've got the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. Stumbling, stumbling, stumbling. Uh, they're going to go James Cook from Georgia. Okay. I've got the Rams, who need a little insurance for Acres. Uh, I'm going to have them take Zamir White, also out of Georgia. Sure. Yep, and I've got Zamir White in a couple of Debbie leagues, so... I got him in the dispersal as well. Yep, so we'll see what happens with him. Uh, And then I've got three tight ends going in the fourth round as well. Um, Jelani Woods I'm hearing a lot about. Um, He's out of Virginia. And I've got him going to the Bengals. You know, who's almost gone. They need a, a big body to throw to. And he's like six-something. I don't know what he is. <laughs> uh, but they could use a tight end. So why not another target for Burrow? Like it. I mean, it, it just makes sense. Yep. Not a big, uh, Drew, then, not a big uh, Drew Sample guy, huh? Yep. 
screwed this level. Um, uh, Justin Ross out of Clemson. Oh, he's still alive, huh? He's still alive. I got him going to Baltimore. They're going to take a flyer on him. I mean, all joking aside, he... I mean, there was talk that he could be done forever. I mean, I can't remember what the injury was. He had a situation, didn't he? It a hangnail, yeah. Oh, yeah. A bad one, though. Way, way bad. Way bad. And then I've got Houston going with a wide, another wide receiver. Wandale Robinson out of Kentucky. In his only year at Kentucky, he set Kentucky's single-season receiving record. Wow. Little-known fact. It's exciting. Yeah. And then I've got two uh, tight ends as well. Uh, New Orleans is going to go Jeremy Ruckert. Hey, you know New Orleans loves those Buckeyes, brah. True. It's true. And then I got Dallas uh, getting Charlie Kohler out of Iowa. Love it. Sticking with the Big Ten. Love that. Yeah. And then I've got my final... Fifth quarterback. Wait a minute. Out of like Charlie. Wait, where did Charlie Kohler play? Did Iowa. He... He's at Iowa State. I, I'm kidding. Iowa State. Yeah, you're right. Iowa State. Good catch. Thank you. I know some and then things. In round five, I have the Giants taking Carson Strong out of Nevada. Because why not? Well, yeah, they got that, Danny Dimes. Yeah, they're not convinced on Danny Dimes, and what? And they shouldn't be. Right. Right. So I don't think Strong's going to go that far down. I think a mini run in quarterbacks may happen, and somebody might panic and go up and take him. So who well, knows? Let's, let's be honest. That would be a strong choice for them. <laughs> hey, look at you with your puns. I'm rolling with the puns tonight, buddy. You're, we're punny today. I'm very punny. So that's my draft predictions. I really liked those a lot. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. You want to hear my C2C team? Uh, I've been waiting this whole time. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'll give you each position. I want you to not hold any pun, not hold, pull, hold. Not pull punches. Pull any punches. Um, I'm going to give you each position, and I want to grade on the position. Do you want to add a 10 or letter grade? I want a letter grade. A, B, C, A, B, A, B, C, D, F. <laughs> hey, why does why do letter grades skip E? Uh, because in um, like kindergarten through fifth grade, E means you're meeting expectations, so they can't use that. I, think I just you, made that yeah, up. Yeah, I was going to say, you made that up. You're very convincing, though, when you randomly make up crap. It's all about how you say it. All right. So, um, I know you listened to the episode last week, but basically $10,000 budget. You had to fill 30 spots on the NFL side, technically 33 because there's taxi, and I did get three rookies in there to fill my taxi. Um, And then uh, 40 spots on the college side. It's... A start a quarterback and then two super flexes. So quarterbacks went for a lot of money. It's three wide receivers. Um, on the college side, it's two quarterback, two super flex, four wide receivers. Like, it's very deep starters. Hold on. Two super flex, four wide receivers. Okay. That's Yeah, that's on the uh, that's on the college side. So, so quarter, yeah. quarterbacks uh, seem to be king in this league. And they no. were priced no. as such. 
All right. NFL side first. Let's hear it. All right. My NFL quarterbacks are Justin Fields, Trevor Simeon, Nick Foles, and Colin Kaepernick. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Who isn't even in the sleeper system, by the way. (laughs) But he was a dollar. I spent seventeen fifty one on Justin Fields late okay. because he was the last quarterback I liked. I was like, well, I got to spend for one. I may as well get one I like. And then Simeon and Foles each for a dollar because they're also Chicago quarterbacks right now. And then Kaepernick for a dollar because I figured, why not? What if he ends up going to Seattle and getting to start? Meh. And he now has come out and said that he's okay being a backup. He just wants a job. All his money's run out. Yeah, he does not want to actually play football. It's more lucrative to him to be the victim. But anyway, <laughs> I'm going to give you a C plus. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame you because you filled a starting quarterback. <laughs> I got a starting quarterback. Well, you know what I could do though. I have two super flexes. I could start all three Chicago quarterbacks and really cover my bases. That's not a good idea. No, I know it's not a good idea. Okay, see, you said what? A C plus. C plus. Okay, sounds good. Uh, running backs: Brees Hall, DJ Dallas, Boston Scott, James White, Mark Ingram, Samaje Pirine, JJ Taylor, Daria Gumblawale, Jamichael Hasty, <coughs> Darrington Evans, and Zonovan Knight. He's a rookie. I know what you're thinking. I can't believe Ralph spent six hundred twenty-six dollars on Brees Hall. <laughs> well, I believe that. I believe it. And after that, I just um, filled it. Nobody else was more than three dollars. Okay. So, because you got the top rookie running back, you're gonna get a B minus. Holy crap! My grade there is better than quarterback. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I'll take it. Because Fields is not the top wide receiver, or not the top No, of course he's not the top wide receiver. He isn't even a wide receiver. He's got hands, though. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'll take that. All right, appreciate it. Um, wide receiver, ready? Go slow, though. Okay. Faster than this, though? Okay. <laughs> All right, here we go. Wide receiver, A.J. Brown, D.J. Moore. Garrett Wilson, Van Jefferson, Tyler Johnson, Deontay Harris, Devin Duvernay, Antonio Brown, Isaiah McKenzie, KJ Hamler, Dwayne Eskridge, (laughs) Amari Rogers, and Amir Smith-Marset. Oh, Viking, okay. Yeah, why not? He was a dollar the very end what the heck who is the third uh garrett wilson okay aj brown dj moore garrett wilson van jefferson those are the ones that are and antonio brown he'll play somewhere i think and that's good short term i guess but your top three wide receivers i'm giving you an a thank you because that i mean that's awesome brown moore and Wilson, that's an A. And they were a bargain. It was Moore was six ten, or sorry, AJ Brown was six ten, DJ Moore five hundred, Garrett Wilson. I spent too much six seventy five. I got too obsessed with getting him, 
But I just look at it as just put another hundred on the other two guys and then take two hundred yeah. off Gary Wilson. I feel a lot better about it. Yeah, you uh, said that last of the podcast. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I use yeah. the same lines. So your top three, you get an A for the rest of them. Thanks. So good job. I mean, there's a couple of depth guys there I liked. I mean, McKenzie could be the new Beasley. KJ Hamler. I mean, he's you know he's speedy and he's got Wilson now. You never know. And I mean Eskridge, he's still alive, so that's good. Heck, Amari Rodgers, as of right now, is the is like the second or third receiver for for uh, Aaron Rodgers. Fourth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh please. Okay. Uh, tight end. You ready? Yeah. Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Yep. Dan Arnold, Brevin Jordan, Trey McKitty, Drew Sample. So Pitts and Brevin Jordan are the ones worth worth mentioning. Yeah, I was gonna say Pitts and Jordan. I mean, that gives you a minus. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Thank you. Yeah. And I and Pitts. So in this in a in a slow auction, I don't know how many slow auctions you've done with the uh, with the eBay scoring, but I yeah. basically put fifteen hundred as my max bid on Kyle Pitts and dared someone to spend more than I was willing to spend on him. Is what it and came they down just to. kept. They just kept they, pitching up. They like, kept oh my creeping God, it up. Did he put yep. on Pitts? Absolutely. I'm just going to keep Absolutely. going up by 10. That is oh, what they did. I'm at 800, yep. 810, 820 is still going. I'm just going to leave it. Well, the last second bidding up in this in this draft was horrible. But All right, ready for the NCAA side? Yes. All right, quarterback. Bryce Young, Spencer Rattler, J.J. McCarthy of Michigan, Dirty, dirty Wolverine. I know. Brock Vandegriff for Georgia. Jaden Daniels, formerly of Arizona State, now with LSU. Emery Jones in the transfer portal. JT Daniels, who is now at... God, where did he end up? West Virginia, I think? That sounds right. Um, Jack Miller, formerly Ohio State, who is now with Florida. And Caden Salter, and I think he he was Tennessee. I don't remember where he's at now. the The transfer right. situation in college is crazy right now. These guys are it's all on different teams. They're all yeah. on different teams from the last time I drafted Devies. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, honestly, I mean, between Young and Rattler and McCarthy, I mean, he's he's going to be awesome. Even though he's Michigan and he's a dirty, dirty Wolverine, but he's a he was a um, top he was a top recruit though. He'll get yeah, his he'll get his sure. chance I mean, for sure. Yeah, and then Vandegrift too. And Dan, I mean, yeah, you that's an easy A. Vandegrift. I mean, well, thank you. And I and I I knew that I want when I knew I knew that when I only got the one NFL quarterback, I wanted to go heavy on college guys, have a lot of chips coming yeah, in. Debbie. Um, but. Uh, Brock Vandegrift snuck through for only 60 bucks. So that was a, that was a shocker. And, you know, Kurt's in there with me and Kurt basically said like, if it was anybody but you, I would have never let him get through for 60 bucks, but we have to kind of not screw each other over. So. Yeah. Because by going heavy on your Debbie quarterbacks and they're all scattered, like 23, 24, right? I mean, you don't have. Yeah. So I mean, I, well, I'm a fan. And I, I fully, I fully intend Bryce Young to come in next year, be the top pick, and start oh, yeah. right, and start right away, and be an easy starter next to Fields. Like I think that's automatic. Not yeah. to not to jinx it or anything, but 
All right. Yeah, we, don't, we don't believe in Zinchenko. No, of course not. All right, running backs. Travion Henderson of The Ohio State University. Uh, I I paid almost a thousand dollars for him. He was a tenth of my a tenth of my budget. Um, Trey Sanders, uh, Alabama. Yep. And then some guys that I'm gonna have a hard time remembering even who they play for. We got Katron Allen. I'm pretty sure he's Penn State. Uh, Penny Boone can't remember. Austin Jones was at Stanford and now he's at USC, I believe. Noah Kane, he was Penn State and I think he's LSU now. And then, okay. And then Gabe Irvin, I don't remember. He was on one of my lists. I don't remember who who he's playing for. So Travion Henderson and Trey Sanders, and then the one of the I think I think the top Penn State guy, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Katron Allen. <laughs> I mean, getting Henderson. I mean, yeah, you're good. Yeah, that was my goal. Get him, and don't worry about the rest. I Trey Trey Sanders yeah. isn't really getting a lot of a chance to play. I don't remember what the reason was, but he only cost me twenty two bucks. So. Okay. Ready for wide receiver? I'm going to go A minus oh, running back. Thank you. Okay. Boy, you're really grading me generously. Is there a curve? Well, I mean, you got the top running back. Is there I a mean, curve? Is there a curve I'm not aware of? When you get the top running back, it's automatically putting you up there. Well, here we go. Then I look forward to seeing your grade for wide receiver. You ready? I'm so excited. Jackson Smith Najigba for the Ohio State of University. Of course. Uh, Julian Fleming, also of the Ohio State University. Uh, Theo Weiss, Arkansas. Oh, wait, Arkansas or Oklahoma? I can't remember. He was injured all last year. Uh, Jaden Wally, I don't remember. Jordan Whittington of Texas. Uh, Can I just say, I love Whittington. I think I've got him in a lot of of Debbies. Dude could play. Yeah. And if you have him listed as your fourth wide receiver, you're doing okay. I got him for six bucks. Oh, Jesus. I know. Uh, Lonnie White Jr. I got crap for because apparently he signed a contract to play baseball. Um, so some, somebody, somebody said, oh, you getting, you getting uh, points for hitting home runs that we're not aware of? Our three dog to know something we don't know. And I said, listen, for a dollar... I'll put him on my team, and maybe he misses football. Give me a break. You got some dingers, huh? Got to get some dinger points. <laughs> All right, uh, Donovan Green for Wake Forest. I think it's Wake Forest. Troy Stellato, he is for Clemson. Jaden Ballard and Kojo Antwi, they are both young Ohio State receivers. I've got Chad Johnson Jr. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember who he plays for. Florida, maybe? Um, you know I had to get my boy Johnny Wilson, the six seven receiver from Arizona State. He's now with Florida State. Okay. And then uh, Milton Wright for 31 bucks, And he is Milton Wright. I can't remember, but he, uh, he looked like a pretty good prospect. I don't know much about him. So that's my receivers. Well, Jackson Smith and Jigba... Fleming and Whittington, sir, you get the highest mark of an A plus. Wow, you know Fleming. Fleming was supposed to be a super stud, and he was getting he didn't he never got to play because yeah. obviously Olave and Garrett Wilson are so he was, good. He was buried, yeah. And and Jackson Smith Najigba just he just played his way into into starting because he oh. is so flipping good. 
But I he think he played his way into starting, and he played his way into my heart. Yeah, he did. And now with those two spots vacated via the draft, I think Julian Fleming's finally going to get his chance. But he only cost oh. me a hundred twenty bucks compared to some of the. I paid six seventy six for uh, Smith and Jigba. So, all yeah, right, you uh, even without knowing what your tight ends are, you're getting an A so far. Oh, you ready for my tight ends though? Because you because <laughs> you know I didn't ignore tight end. Ready. Okay. You never do. Sam Laporta from Iowa. That's actually okay. from Iowa, not Iowa yep. State. Uh, Brock Bowers of Georgia. Love Brock Bowers. Uh, I know. 13 touchdowns last year. Uh, Theo Johnson of um, Penn State. Yep. Will Mallory. I think he is at Miami, if I remember correctly. And then Austin Stogner, who I think started at Oklahoma, and I don't remember where he is now. Those are my NCAA tight ends. Yeah, um, I don't know half of them. I know Laporte and Bowers. Theo, and Penn State guy. Theo, yeah, Theo Johnson's a beast. Hey, I, I mean, I can't. I I wish that I had. I wish that I had. Uh, budgeted my money a little differently to get Michael Meyer though. That really bummed me oh, out because he cost, he went for 180 and I okay. ended up getting Brock Bowers for 200. And I don't know how I let, I don't know how that happened. I would have rather had Meyer. I mean, Meyer is supposed to be yes. like, you know, the, the guy coming out, I think next year. So um, I mean, they're saying that he's going to generate the same, well, not the same buzz, but similar to Pitts. Like, step down from pits yeah. yeah yeah totally so anyway and you know bowers isn't very tall and you know i like my tight ends tall but 800 but he, 800 yards and 13 touchdowns he's a gamer he's a baller bowers catches everything he had some huge games yep for georgia it was amazing yep well i appreciate you tooting my horn on my team um yeah that's a you have a fantastic team aside from fields as your only pro quarterback but that'll change next year I just wasn't willing to spend a quarter of my budget to get a couple of quarterbacks, though. I did, it just felt it felt gross to me. I I would rather stock up on the NCAA guys and have them feed in the next couple of years. Yeah. Because I I think Bryce yeah. Young is for sure, and I think a couple of those guys will at least get get a chance to get drafted high and start. Yeah. And I mean, at the very least, I mean, even if uh, you know Daniels hits or. You know, and anybody of the lesser uh, Debbie quarterbacks you have, you can always trade them away too. You it's know? true. But yeah. Uh, yeah, fantastic draft. Thanks, buddy. I felt good about it, and I, uh, um, Kurt. If we have Kurt on next week, he can talk about how his draft went because he yeah. went he went very young at quarterback. Well, I bet he did. And when I say young, I mean. He locked up those high school picks. Like he, when you say young, stay away from schools. 100 feet. <laughs> yeah, he he um, I, I don't know. He he claims things got away from him, and he may not have. I I will let him talk about it if he comes on with us next week. Because I told him if he comes right. over to watch the draft, that he should come over a little early and uh, and definitely uh, uh, record with us. So. Um, Anyway, uh, the one thing I'll say about this, you know, Debbie is one thing, but C to C when you're getting points for the college side, one thing I did not do a good job of is I did not research well the guys who are 
putting up monster points because of the opportunity and because of the competition, but that don't have a lot of chance to be in the NFL. And I started finally looking through that today and I'm looking and I'm going, okay, here's this running back, Lou Nichols, I think. He had 1,800 yards and 20 touchdowns last year. And he went for a hundred, a hundred dollars in this thing. And I didn't even, I didn't even pay any attention. I didn't recognize the name. And I'm like, God, that was, that was a missed opportunity. But um, as far as guys that should feed into the NFL, I feel, I feel pretty good about it. And obviously they'll, they'll put up points in their own right. So. Oh yeah. I mean, as long as you're, this league stays for five, six, seven years, you're going to be a friggin' juggernaut with that team. Well, it's certainly a well-run uh, league, so I have no doubt on that. Go! Go! Um, and and just one more one more quick thing, and then we're wrapping this up because I am very CP yep. pants. At least you don't have to drive home tonight, huh? Um, That's true. I I have three taxi spots. They have to be rookies. My three rookies okay. are Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, and Zonovan Knight. And I, I think I'm going to put all three in the taxi, even though I should be starting Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. Yep. And just, in my mind, pretty much guarantee myself the top freshman coming out next year. Because I, there's, yeah. there's nothing obligating me to start those guys, right? Is that a, is that a jerk move? Not at all. Okay, so no, then I'll have a either. top, so then I'll have the top, uh, top uh, freshman plus all these guys feeding in. I'll be pretty happy about that. No shame. I'm jealous. No shame. All right. All right, buddy. We wrapping this up? Let's wrap it up, baby. Let's wrap it up. Everybody, thank you for listening to Trips Right with Ralph and Dave. I'm Ralph. I am COVID Dave. That is COVID Dave. COVID Dave. Not a, He was once immune Dave, and now he is COVID Dave. Immune um, no more. We will come to you next week, the day of the draft, and we will be talking with, hopefully talking with Kurt, get a little bit of his theme song going. I always enjoy that. And uh, and then the following week, we get to analyze what actually happened, see how good Dave's predictions were. Let's this is it. me rubbing my hands together because I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Dave, you have anything left to say? I think next week we'll try to do a bit better and we'll actually be in person, so it'll be even more better. We will be in person, garage party, draft night. Let's go!